Hi, this is Dr. Adrian. Welcome to Health Bite, the podcast where we explore all things health and wellness. So welcome back, everybody. I am so, so very excited to be here with Billy Blanks Jr., a super successful and well-known fitness guru. Um, Billy and I had a chance to talk briefly before, but I didn't share that I grew up with your father. He was in my living room, right? Like like many people for Uh years, all through school, college. I packed that DVD up when I went to medical school and took him with me. Did you? Um, oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. And so um, he was a big part of my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for you, that's where it began, but you have gr- gone on to do some amazing things. So tell us a little bit about what you've been up to more recently. Yeah. So, you know, obviously I grew up with my dad and I always taught for my dad. I always had a love for fitness. But, um, but dancing was something that I always loved doing. So it was something that at a young age, I would just see Michael Jackson, Paul Abdul, different people, um, and I would move. And I, and I started to realize I'm sweating when I do this. It is also a workout, but it was at the time when that didn't really get considered to be a workout because you're having fun. Um, you know, and so I just, I remember at a young age having this idea that, you know, I wanted to do more than teach classes. I wanted to get into people's homes so I could work out with more people, you know, than just 30 people in the class. And, um, and I had an idea. And at the time, I think it was way before it's time because everybody's like, what are you talking about? That wouldn't work. And dancing is not a workout. Um, and fast forward to now, I, my dancing out program is now a television show on the Lifetime Network uh, that airs Saturdays at 1030. And it's, it's truly a dream come true to be able to dance with people of all ages, all shapes and sizes, and to see the joy that it brings them and the healing that it brings them. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I love um, that you had this insight so long ago. Now mm-hmm. we are talking more about movement, right? Trying to yep. move away from the term ex- exercise, which is so kind of scary and vilified by people. <laughs> yes. And talking about movement because the the benefits, the health benefits are the same, right? And yeah, so they're you, the same. So and and really- it's, what I find is incredible too is that doctors even say watching watching dance increases dopamine levels in your brain. So, so I think one of the biggest like results and compliments we get from dance it out is how people feel. And I think that's one of the things people, yes, they lose weight, they get healthier, but I think they're constantly saying this class makes me feel so good. You know what I mean? It makes me feel like I can go out and attack my day, you know? And so I think that is a great, great fact. Huge benefit of moving your body, right? You're, so you're right. We talk about, and we know medically speaking, that getting your sweat on is associated mm-hmm. with the reduced risk of heart disease and diabetes and high blood pressure and even things like Alzheimer's disease and cognitive yeah. decline, right? Big, yeah. big, uh, big chronic medical conditions. But of course, it's associated with reduced anxiety, depression. I always say that my morning run is like my Prozac. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. so, um, yeah. So doing this activity on a, on a daily helps um, with mood and and so many other mental health benefits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just it's so great. I actually this is literally I think two weeks now, two weeks ago, I was teaching my class and a woman's been in my class for quite some time. But she came up at the end and she goes, I just want to tell you, she said, she goes, I experienced severe anxiety. She said, severe. She goes, and my husband wants to talk to you because he wants to know what is going on, you know, because <laughs> he, he works for a, a well-known company, a nutrition company. Um, and she was like, and I, and I want him to talk to you. She said, because 
I don't, I've, she said, I've done classes, I've done all these different things, but there's something about this that makes me feel a certain way. You know what I mean? And, and again, I know even for myself, when I've had the rougher time, roughest times in my life, when I dance and when I move is when I can kind of feel better and think straight, you know? Right. And such a beauty that you're making this kind of activity accessible to, to all. You mentioned earlier that one of the joys of doing this the way you do um, is being in people's living rooms and making it accessible. But yeah. you probably know, um, like I do, that movement and exercise is is really uncommon in our population. Mm-hmm. I think the, the latest statistics show that less than 10% of Americans get the the amount of weekly movement or exercise that they should be getting. Yeah. So, so what, how do you make it accessible? What would you tell those people who feel intimidated or don't really know where to start? How can you make this what, accessible what would you to them? Best? Yeah. I, I think that's best? such a great question. So what I've tried to do with this television show is I've tried to say, you know, first of all, we casted eight dancers that are on the show and I try to pick people of all ages, all shapes and sizes, all ethnicities, um, but also what I do on the show and the, the, what makes it different than like a fitness DVD or a different fitness show is I bring on an inspirational guest. All, every episode is somebody different. The first episode, the woman has lost 100 pounds. She's off her CPAP medication, uh, uh, CPAP stuff, her diabetes Machine. medication. Yeah. yeah. And so um, so she was the inspiration for that episode. And she came on saying, you know, if if you are heavy or if you see a heavy person, encourage them. Don't give them those eyes. You know, and she talked about she's more than just the fat girl. She's she's beautiful. She's, she said all these wonderful statements and words because all she's ever heard is that she's fat. And so it made her never want to move. You know, and so I think what I try to do with the show is bring on everybody onto the show so you can look and go, I have a 92-year-old who's coming on. I have a mother and son who both have no arms that are coming on the episode wow. in, in two weeks. Yeah, it's so it's it was such an emotional episode for me because they are such an inspiration. And they came on and they danced and they may not have been able to do every step that we do, but they did them in their own way. Right. You know, I have a man that's on this week that went from being homeless to Harvard to being a Broadway star. So each week I try to bring on somebody who isn't necessarily a dancer, but is coming on to go, hey, I'll try this. You know what I mean? And, and you'll see on the episode, there's there, nobody's a perfect dancer. We're just moving to have fun together, laugh, smile, and have a good time. And that was the purpose of this show, for people to watch it and for everybody to go, I see myself in that person. You know, instead of just having what normally the fitness industry does is they 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 cast these perfect dancers, these perfect right. looking people, which in my opinion is just intimidating. It doesn't welcome people to go, well, I can try this, you know? And so we literally have everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. No, you're absolutely right because fitness is so much tied to weight loss or to body weight and to these idealized bodies. But actually exercise and movement really doesn't have that much to do with weight loss as when it comes to losing weight, right? You know this, Correct. it's yep. like 95% food. Yep. But what the benefits you get from activity, uh, like the reduction in blood pressure or diabetes or the changes in mood, are all independent of losing weight. So even if you yep. don't lose an ounce, right, um, yep. <laughs> you're going to achieve the benefits. So in my practice, I try and really decouple these two. You know, mm-hmm. the weight and, and movement are so t- tightly tied in our society. And I try to, you know, tease them apart because the yeah. benefits of exercise is separate, right? It's a whole yeah. separate deal. Yeah, I agree. I truly, I truly agree. I, I think a lot of times 
people think you can't do one without, you know what I mean? I, I think they don't realize that you should do both. Both are going to be great for you. And if people are focused on the weight loss, it is, I, I know myself, food is the thing that can do it instantly. You know what I mean? Eating correctly, eating healthier for your body, um, you know, not depriving yourself and, and going on these, these diets that are up and down. I feel like I know even for myself, you know, I, I used to be a judge of bodybuilding competitions. They would have me come in as a celebrity judge. And I remember going, these people work so hard on their bodies that I feel like a fraud judging them when I don't know what they've done. So I purposely went on the type of a diet they went on to kind of understand what it was. And the moment I started changing my food and doing certain things, I was like, wow, I really learned not being a nutritionist. Wow, food is is the biggest thing that can can change can change your body in that in that aspect you know what i mean so it, it is it's something that a lot of times people are afraid to go this one will help with this and this one will help with this and i love that you're saying that but if people really stay tied to the exercise for the sake of exercise mm-hmm. uh, or for the sake of movement and play like you the way you yeah. describe it and fun then those healthy behaviors kind of beget other healthy behaviors. Don't you find that's the case, right? Yeah. Speaking about the dopamine that you mentioned. So when your uh, dopamine levels go up, you're feeling better. You genuinely want to do better for your body. So it yeah. takes people out of that concept of diet and more towards the idea of, of a better life, of a better life, right? Doing what's yeah. right for yourself. Yeah. I, yeah, love I, that. I really agree with you. It, it is something that I, I know that even for myself, when I am moving, I feel better. And then it is something where you're like, well, I want to mess this up. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I want to do what's, what's going to help support this. And so it, you're, you're absolutely right with that. You know? I think so I wonder being in this world and, and doing it as not only as a joy, uh, but also as your work, mm-hmm. do you ever have times where you're just not feeling it and you don't, <laughs> don't want to do like, it? How do well, you, Yeah. It's, it's such a great question. So, you know, when I first started Dance It Out, it was, it, it's always been a labor of love because I love to dance. And so I can honestly say that even days when I feel tired or I feel something's gone on that makes me not want to go in, the moment I do it, I go, okay, I'm so glad I did this. You know, right. so I know that that always happens, but I can say, you know, fitness in the fitness world, it's a very difficult world to, to make your business because it's not a lot of money. You know, in other countries, they revere fitness instructors and, and as more, you know, where almost close to where doctors are because they're preventative. Whereas sure. in this country, um, you teach a class at a corporate gym, you make 30 bucks to teach a class and you can be changing hundreds and hundreds of lives, but 30 bucks doesn't support a family. And so I know there were times for me that I always felt like, okay, I really want to do this, but I'm really struggling. You know what I mean? And, and yes, everybody's coming to me and telling me that I'm changing their lives and they feel better and they're losing weight and all these different things, but I can't pay my rent and I can't take care of my son. And so those were times when it was really hard to go. Maybe I should just go get a regular job and, and, and focus on that. But I can say one story that happened to me that made me go, this is important, is one of the days when I actually felt like quitting teaching fitness. Um, I had been struggling for a while. I had lost my home and, and was raising my son and, and trying to give him a better life. And I went to the class with the intention of this is my last class. Wow. And I remember teaching the class, about 100 something people in Sherman Oaks, 24 hour fitness. And the class finished and I'm packing up my stuff. And I turn around and this woman had come up to me and she goes, I just want you to know. She said, I, I hope you will never stop teaching this class. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, oh gosh. So she pulls up her sleeve. And she shows me that she has these deep scars in her arm. And she goes, I'm a cutter. She said, and she goes, and this class is the only thing that prevents me from wanting to do this. Wow. And so I 
burst into tears because I was like, oh my gosh, she doesn't know how much I needed to hear that message for today. And it made me just have a whole other focus and go, I got to figure out how to make this work. You know what I mean? And so after that moment, all these stories upon stories started coming out. And then I was able to be real with my situation with where I was at. And it was such a human connection that made me go, oh, this is beyond just weight loss. This is also about a healthy life, about feeling good. And it made me have a different mentality about it. So anytime I feel down, I always revert back to that story and a few other stories like that. I, you know, on this podcast, um, somehow the conversation always turns back to connection, which is mm-hmm. something that I think is, it's, it's so valuable and it's so beautiful that it comes up so organically with so many of the guests. But uh-huh. But movement and activity is a, is a form of connection, right? Whether you're yeah. doing it independently or in a group setting, um, can you talk about that a little bit? Like how do yeah, you definitely. kind of, yeah, how do you see Because you're communicating, you know, the thing is you're also communicating with your body. And I know that um, in, in, especially in Dance It Out on my TV show in my class, I try to make sure that what we're doing is, isn't just I'm teaching you choreography like a robot, I, I I really do want the connection. You know what I mean? And so it's what makes my program different when you take a class because you'll see that I do a lot of interaction with the students. I have the students interact with one another um, because I feel that that is one of the most important things. And I know, you know, dance, because we do different styles of dance and dance it out and on the show, that is learning to move your body in different ways. And it, it is a form of communication, you know? And I think that's Absolutely. one of the things that has been really great. And gets people out of their head right and yeah it really does that's the thing i think is the funniest is i've had people because there's times sometimes when i'll do like a circle in my class or something that like you know the soul train lines or something and um the people that come in there are like i'm so horrified of that i'm so scared i'm not a dancer please don't ever put me in that situation after they see that the room and and what we're doing is there's a no judgment zone you just have fun you go at your own pace they all at some point are like, I want to do a solo, or, you know, they come to the middle and the whole mentality changes because it's not coming from, you know, that, that place. It's coming from an organic, just come in and move, you know, and, and, and I always tell people, I'm not trying to make you a dancer. I just want you to move with me. I'm going to give you steps. If you could do all of them, do what you can. The most important thing is to keep moving. Um, and if you mess up, laugh, I mess up the whole time. You know what I mean? I'm always doing steps. And I'm like, I thought it was going to be this, but I messed up and I just laugh with it because it's again about just moving and having a good time in that connection. I mean, I think that anecdote is so key of uh, of the solo dancer because as you mentioned earlier it's kind of that lack of self-acceptance that people have mm-hmm. with their own bodies that prevents them from getting in the game right yeah but yeah. then um it's so it, it's such a, a 360 that when they do get themselves in the game that doing is what enables them to have a greater degree of self-acceptance right yeah like yeah absolutely it, it's the the, the um, woman who was on the show last week, Melissa, said exactly what you said. She um she wanted she'd seen a bunch of videos in my class. She wanted to come to my class, the live class, and um, and she said she made every excuse on the planet. She was like, "Okay, it's because there's stairs in the building. I'm late. I'm this." She kept. She said she tried to purposely show up late because she thought I would say, oh, "I'm sorry, you're too late. You can't come in." She said I stood in the back so she could make like a ninja exit, she said, so she could leave because she was like, she kept saying, she was like, I know it's it's hard for me to walk into a gym being the weight that I am, that everybody's going to look at me and I'm going to feel a certain way. So she she really did. And it's it's so funny that we have 
that first class that she was at on video because she came in and she stood in the back and she was horrified and was waiting for me to tell her to leave. And it was just like, welcome. I welcomed her in and, and, um, and not just me. I think the, what the community that it's created from dance and from this movement is everybody welcomed her in. Everybody welcomed her in. And, and there wasn't a thing of, Oh, she, it was just like, we're all here. Let's do this together. And, and she went from going, Oh, I should have, I thought I was gonna have to leave to now she comes all the time to classes and she's changing her body and her nutrition and her life. You know what I mean? Coming and being consistent, you know? And going back to that point of accessibility uh, or encouragement, how do you get people who are not moving right now to, to, engage. I think, again, that's a great example, right? Because it just takes that one step, getting over that first hurdle. And then once they are engaged and involved, it's, it's very uncommon for people to not get that bug, right? To not feel that benefit that you're describing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always say, you know, what happens is we, we stop ourselves before we start. And I always say that the great part, and that's why I'm so excited about this television show, is I feel like if you're at home and you're like, well, I don't want to go to a gym. Well, we're coming into your living room now and you can shut everybody out and you can go, you know, I'm just going to watch it today. And then next week you can go, okay, well, I'm going to sit for my couch and I'm just going to do arms and move around with them. And then the next week you can go, okay, now I'm going to try one of these dances. And, and, I, and I feel like it gives people the opportunity to go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just watch and, and give a little bit of my time and see what it's going to take for me. And I think once you do, then you're going to feel a complete difference. And I, and I think, again, people, people get so, you know, they're so hard on themselves and they feel like, well, I haven't done it for this many years. It's too late for me to start now. It is never too late. It's never it's too late. Something- and what you're giving them with this, uh, with this show and with this mindset is a, is a buy-in, right? Like meeting people yeah. where they're at. Yep. You know, we will meet you where you are, wherever that may be, even if it's on your couch. Um, yep. <laughs> just to get you engaged, right? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the That's opportunity, absolutely opportunity to get engaged. Yeah. I love that, Billy. So you, you mentioned earlier a little bit about, you alluded to um, some of the hardships you had. And I think when people maybe look at you from the outside, they're like, wow, Billy grew up with this superstar dad. He was dancing with Paula Abdul and all of that, right? With the celebrities. And so maybe have this impression that everything was roses. But you've been pretty candid about some of your trials and tribulations. Would you mind sharing? Kind of sure, yeah. I, I don't mind sharing at all. You know, it was something originally that I was like, I'm a private person, I don't want anybody to know. And then I started to realize, you know, it's important for people to know that it, it isn't just all roses. You know, I, I grew up with my dad at the time. And now I'm just so you know, when I say this, my dad and I are fine now. So it's it's a relationship that has healed itself and done what it's supposed to do. But at the time, um, my dad wasn't the most supportive, you know, and so sometimes when a family is successful, then they go down the line and they help the whole family and guide the whole family. And that was not my father at the time. He admits to that. He's been such a great grandfather and father now that he's kind of made a turnaround, but it wasn't so supportive, you know, and so that's kind of hard growing up being the son of somebody who's so well known, one of the most famous fitness people on the planet um, and having the exact same name. So I would try to get jobs. I would even go into jobs and people would look at me and tell me, they're like, oh, you don't need this job. Your dad's a millionaire. You don't need this. And, and I would be like, I do need this job. I'm trying to you know, pay my own bills and have my own family. And I always was seen as this kid that just had everything going, but I didn't. My dad never supported me in that way. And so it was something that that was a little difficult. And at the time, um, 
trying to start fitness, then it was a thing of going, well, now I'm, it, it seems as if I'm trying to compete with my dad, but I'm not, I'm trying to do something different, you know, cause it's a different crowd. And so it was a little difficult way to kind of get on my feet. But I think the most important thing that I learned from all of it was I stayed on my course. I followed my path. I didn't try to deviate and go different directions. I just stayed on one path and went, this is what I love doing. I'm going to be a good, kind person and just keep working hard. Um, and, and I did. And so it went from me and my ex-wife at the time really struggling financially because we were trying to build this dance out program. And it, like I said, it's not something that brings you in tons of money. Um, and I just kept staying the course and staying the course. And, and I went on Shark Tank. Um, and I made history on the show Shark Tank because I, at the time, they wanted me to partner with Zumba. And I didn't want to do that because I'd worked so hard to separate myself from my dad that then I was like, why would I go partner with Zumba? Right. So I turned, I turned down the deal and I made history because um, they left the tank to come and get me to say, hey, take the deal. Uh, in the end, I partnered with Mark and Damon and they helped me kind of get on my feet and get this started. Uh, and, and that was the beginning of me kind of going, okay, now I really know how to start building a business and know what I want to do with the program. And so I went from literally having nothing to having teachers all around the world and now to this place now where we have the TV show. So I, I don't ever take it for granted. I'm so grateful. Um, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, I know, you know, people would look, well, don't you wish your dad would have done? No, I'm actually, it, it gave me a fabric of who I am. And resilient and resilience, resiliency, right? I mean, yeah. you are very resilient and you endured a lot, but in the end, it allowed you to channel that intention and that passion. Mm -hmm. There and, is a and it also gave me one. Sorry to interrupt you. No, but go it ahead. Me, uh, it gave me a fabric that I can say that I I can look at people, and I can you know how people go through their day and they smile and they and they just try to get through the day, and I can look at somebody's eyes and and see something deeper than what I would have been able to see had I not gone through this. Because I knew I was teaching classes, smiling at everybody and trying to motivate, but I was going through the worst time of my life. You know what I mean? And so it now makes me be able to look at somebody in a deeper way and have deeper connections. So I'm, I am grateful for that. Right. I, I was just about to say before you said it, it, it just ties back to connection again, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you have this beautiful story that you've shared uh, about your son in those very trying times. Can you share that with us? Yeah, yeah, my son, he's just, I, I could burst into tears if when I talk about my son, but he truly is just the light of my life. He's so special. And, and in those times when it was hard, you know, I know one of my weakest moments, I remember it was right before, you know, people don't know the process of Shark Tank. And Shark Tank, you may get a, a deal, but if your uh, episode or your, your deal doesn't make it onto an episode, then your deal doesn't work. And so at the time, they were going back and forth of whether or not my episode was going to air. And that would have been my only source of, of help to kind of get out of the struggling situation we were in. And we had just gotten to Christmas uh, and we had no power and we were in a new place. But then we had no power because we couldn't pay the bill. And I remember feeling like, God, I'm such a failure. Yes, I'm helping people, but I can't help me and my ex-wife and my son. I can't do that. And I felt like such a failure. And I remember not wanting my son to see me cry and going into the garage and just bawling my eyeballs out and going, I have to get this together. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to go back into this dark house where we're lighting candles and we're hmm. boiling pots to stay warm. And my son is otherworldly because he sat with me and grabbed my hand and just said, I just want you to know, dad, that if I have nothing for Christmas, He's like, I have you and I'm grateful to have you. I don't need presents. I don't need anything. And I remember just going, 
who is this child? <laughs> you know, because it was just such, a, such an adult thing for him to do at that such a young age, you know, and he's always been like that. He's been such an incredible support system that when he sees me going and feeling like, oh, this is difficult. He's just been this, this rock. I, I love my son so much. I love that story. It really is beautiful. <laughs> and what is his relationship with fitness and how do you, how do you encourage your child to, to do the right thing without being pushy or, um, you know, um, I can't think of the word right now, but kind of displacing your own desires, your yeah. own passion for dance. How do you cultivate that in your child in a non-judgmental, non-pushy way? So that's such a great question because, you know, I grew up with my dad and he always wanted me to do karate and I really did not enjoy karate. And I did it and it was something that I felt like I had to do. Um, and so I didn't want that with my son. So basically what I've done with him is I let him, you know, he's been around all the times when I'm training teachers and I'm teaching classes. So he's always there, but I always let it go on his terms. Uh, it, it's so funny. He had been, when I was training teachers to teach dance it out, he'd been to probably 30 different train, teacher trainings. And one day he was like, I want to do the training today. And so I was like, okay. You know, and so I kind of let it be on his own terms, but I also respect when he says, Hey, I want to play football or I want to run or I want to do, you know, right now he's loving track and field. So he's been doing track and field the past month. Um, uh, or a few months. And, and that's been something that I just support it fully. And if he wants to dance, then he can. He naturally has the ability to dance. He's, he's around this so much that he naturally does it, but I would never force it upon him. I do want to make sure he exercises. And I love that he actually has a love for fitness. And I think his seeing what it does for people has made him be consistent about going, okay, I'm going to do good too. I want to work out or I want to try this. And so he's really good about that. And it's, again, about creating that space and allowing people, in this case, your son, to be met where they're at. And I, and I yeah. bring this up again and again because to the 90% of people out there who, who aren't getting in their recommended movement and activity, um, there is a doorway wherever yeah. they're at, right? There Whatever really, truly is. That's, I think that's the most important thing, what you're saying. And I think that's the message I just want to keep hammering home on the show with you here um, is, is the door is where you're at. It truly is. You just, you go at the level and pace you need to go to until you feel comfortable to go. Okay, well now I'll go here or step higher. Um, and I think that's the thing that is always mis people are misled because they see something or they see a finished product or they see people that have these perfect bodies or what somebody calls perfect. And I think that makes somebody go, well, I can never attain that. So forget it. You know what I mean? As opposed to going, I just going to do this to feel good. You know, right. I tell people just move to feel good. If you get the steps, it's okay. You know, and if you don't, don't worry about it. You know, and Paula Abdul is one of the people who, who I can also credit for giving me that mentality. I, I loved to dance, but I wasn't a technical dancer. I never took dance classes. I wasn't a person who, who knew that. And so I would go to take classes and I would get so intimidated because I couldn't pick it up. Mm. And it was Paula who looked at me and was like, who cares? She's like, you love doing it get one or two of the steps. She said, if you get those two steps, do those two steps, like nobody's business. And then she's like, and then from there, you'll get the third, the fourth. And the moment she did that, she freed something in me that I would start to book work as a dancer because I just was loving what I was doing and having fun. It's, and so it's that's funny to think, right? That somebody who's teaching dance on national TV um, yeah. couldn't get the steps. Yeah, it's I true. myself <laughs> have an anecdote of when I was in high school um, I think I ran the slowest mile in the entire high school to the point uh -huh. that the coach 
finally told me to just come and help him grade papers. I think it was as painful for him to watch me run as it was for <laughs> me to run. Uh-huh. And then fast forward 20 some odd years and I ran the LA Marathon. So, wow. um, That's you know, so incredible. You, so you can be anywhere and in the end achieve anything, right? If you just allow yeah. yourself, if you give yourself the opportunity. Gosh, that's, that's so awesome. That's what the, the woman, Melissa, who was just on the episode said, you know, that she has done the mile. She said she goes and her fear was that she could never finish the mile. So that's why she wouldn't do it. And so she said, so I did it and I finished last. She said, she goes, and who cares that I finished last? She goes, because now she goes, I do six, five Ks. I do it. So she's naming all these things yeah, she it's does. Amazing. And it is, it's, it's that, it's that first step and going, you know what? I, I can do this. I mean, I can do it at my own pace. Like you said, meet them where they're at. And, then and not getting in your own grow. way and not yes. getting in your own way. Right. Not yeah. letting the thoughts and the, the self-judgment get in the way. So, so you're clearly, um, you're clearly an exercise person, a fitness person, but can you give me like three of your top health um, practices? And, and we talked earlier that, you know, we, we define health really broadly, right? Uh, it's, yeah. It means different things to different people. So maybe tell us what it means to you and what are three things you do to achieve that? So I would say three things for me. One that has been the most recent. I was not the best with water. Um, and, and that's been an instant change. You know what I mean? Once I really added water, I started, it was funny because I was, I grew up drinking soda, so much soda. Uh, and it was something that even with doing all the fitness that I did, that was kind of my obsession. Mm. And so I can say one of the first things that I can say that I've really started to apply is to drink water consistently. I started by going, let me tell people and remind people. And I would use that as my reminder to drink water. Um, and that was one of the things that instantly I started seeing changes in my skin, changes in my body. Um, just the fact that I was adding water, constant water throughout the day. You know what I mean? That was one thing. Um, and then another thing that I've been doing is, is, is because I live a busy life is meal prepping and preparing healthier meals instead of just grabbing food. Because I know for me, a lot of times, um, if I'm running around, it's easy just to grab something outside and grab, you know, junk. And so even when you're busy, and so for me, one of the things that has helped a lot is 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 having a grill and meal prepping foods, you know, to to really prepare myself for the week and give myself healthier, healthier choices that I can look and go, okay, it doesn't mean I can't have fun, um, but but just having healthier choices. So key. Yep. I love you know? that one. And I then one of my one. last ones is is and this is something that I, I I started to apply when I was doing a show because I was trying to get in better shape and and um and it's always worked. It's been a thing of going. I don't really bring as many. If I want a sweet or a treat, I will go out and get it. I don't really keep it in my house all the time so that I'm not just grazing in it. You know what I mean? And so that has been a thing that has helped me tremendously. So go okay if I because I do soda is my vice. That's the thing that I'm like I could always go back and have a Pepsi because I love it. Uh, and so for me, instead of bringing in the house, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to have one, but today I've worked hard. I'm going to have a Pepsi this week. That's my treat. Or I'm going to have a glass of wine or whatever it is. I won't bring it in. I'll go out and have it so that it's not a bunch of them sitting here, you know? And it makes it, once you, you adopt that kind of, or adopt that kind of mindset, it makes it more enjoyable too, right? Because yeah. it's not as accessible. And, and when you do have it, you're making it matter. Yeah, right? you're absolutely right. You're making you make it, it matter, matter. And it feels like this is, this was a sweet treat, you know? Correct. Well, Billy, I have so enjoyed speaking with you. I love what you're doing. I think that um, you're really you're really giving back um, by so by doing the program that you're doing and and engaging with people. 
um, making it accessible in people's living rooms, right? And yeah. um, giving them the motivation and the sense of self-acceptance that they need. So kudos to you. Thank um, you for that. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, I thank all the producers and everybody on the show because when I say the show is one big heart and hug, every person who's bringing the show to, to the viewers, it has the same mindset. It, it was truly something, I've done TV since I was 11 years old. It's the most authentic thing I've ever done. And it's the most fun to, to watch everybody and how much fun everybody's having. It's, it's, it's amazing. Special. So best of luck to you in doing that. And I know you don't live in LA, but I know that you come here often. So I am oh, yeah. going to put it out there that sometime in the near future, we're going to have a dance off in LA. Um, okay. in person. Okay. <laughs> okay. So well, I'm going to hold you. I'm actually, gonna... Look, I'm holding you to it. I'm coming there. I think in April for an event. So I'm coming there. I'm going to teach at my studio in Sherman Oaks. So I'm going to message you. I'm serious. Let's do it, Billy. <laughs> We're going to do it together. I'm going to dance it out. I can't wait. That's awesome. Thank you so much. All right. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Best of luck and we'll see you soon. All right. Yes. Anytime.